if you have something that you love to do, please do not stop doing it because you have to fucking go to work. By all means, make time to do the shit that you fucking love. Please. Here it was good. This is Howie Snickers, and you are listening to the Dirty Mouth Podcast. Let's get straight into it. Okay, it's 4.48 in the morning, October 2nd, 2020. That literally means we only have three months left in this fucking year. How did you spend it? Hopefully it was listening to my fucking podcast. Spread the fucking word, but don't spread germs because COVID's real. All right, let's get straight into it. Even though that I was at work, I still always make time for fucking sports. So what did we notice today? The NBA finals, the MLB playoffs, uh, maybe a Thursday night football game that no one thought would be good between the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. Now, on my fucking lunch break, I sat in the car with my fucking brother-in-law and we watched the clip, uh, the backup to the backup quarterback out there in Denver threw an absolute fucking dime and they said they overthrew the receiver. Now, if I'm asking myself, yo, uh, that's not a bad fucking arm for somebody that's only thrown the ball fucking 10 times and got his first career start. Not only that, but they pulled out with a win. What the fuck's going on with Adam Gacy here? Like, (sighs) The Jets have been in a rebuilding mode, and they've been bad for a very long time. But like I always say, there comes time for accountability here. Are we firing Gacy or what? I don't understand. I saw uh, Schefter reported that he's still going to stay there for the rest of the fucking season, but I highly fucking doubt that. They come out with fake reports all the time, and before you know it, next week he'll be fucking gone. Now, my question is to all the fucking New York Jet fans out there. Who do you want? Seriously, who would be a good fucking fit for your team And are you around to survive another fucking tanking year? There's only so much loyalty these fans are supposed to have. They watch the games. They support the franchise. They buy the merchandise. They get the fucking tickets. They fucking root for you guys. I'm telling you, as soon as the new colorway jerseys came out, I know people personally that fucking went on the Nike website and bought that shit immediately. Now, who are you fucking kidding? What balls do you fucking have to be bad for that long? You should be embarrassed It is literally an abomination of a sports franchise. I feel bad for that fucking fan base. And I'm only saying that because I feel the pain from the Carolina Panthers. Now, I'm always going to plug my team in because it's a love-hate relationship. I'll defend them to the fucking death of me because I love these guys. But at the same time, come on, man. We need something. You get rid of our best fucking player, it's frustrating. And I'm sure anybody that listens to this Carolina fan can agree with me. On to my next fucking topic. Uh, we got LA Lakers with the Miami Heat. Now, again, I was at work, but as always, I make time for this shit. Now, uh, without Jimmy Butler or Bam, I'm pretty sure Miami's doomed. And the small ball they were playing, I don't think they can keep up with LA. Now, Anthony Davis, pure fucking lockdown. I mean... What were they, fucking one for five, bam, uh, two for six for Butler? In the beginning, they had him. I mean, it was pretty neck and neck. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty fucking impressed. Like, they can hold their fucking L. Now, they fucking went to go beat Milwaukee. So I'm thinking, all right, uh, I don't think Lakers are going to sweep. Miami might get a game. But I'm like, no, this is going to be fucking competitive. 
Then when I see the highlight of Butler rolling his fucking heel, I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is over. I saw a statistic today on fucking Twitter that said that the uh, viewership for the NBA finals is down 50%. You know why? It's not fucking exciting. You're not watching a dream team. It's a true underdog story. Now, like my boy Chris said in uh, It's Just a Game podcast, no one's expecting that from you. Seriously, there, there's no repercussions if you're a team that's an underdog and you don't win. Now, if Lakers lost, Twitter would explode. Miami loses, they don't catch any heat for that. You know why? Because their team that wasn't expected to go as far as they did. And that's who you always root for, the underdog. So, low risk, high reward. I'm a fan. Uh, Spolster is a good fucking coach. At first, I thought it was because he had the super team over there and they won a championship. But no, he did it. <laughs> he did. Jimmy Butler willed himself to being an amazing fucking player. And I truly hope that he's not fucking hurt. Because honestly, that's the exciting matchup that everybody wants to see. Now, don't get me wrong. We got Tyler Hero. Drogic is now hurt with the planter uh, injury in his foot. Uh, he was a great point guard and it's the next man up now. I'm not sure if Iguodala can put the clamps on LeBron like he did before in the finals. He just doesn't have it anymore. He's getting older. But that doesn't stop his basketball IQ. Now, if you're a vet in this game, there are certain aspects that you know how to play, how to ball, how to get under somebody's skin. And that's what they need. Honestly, they need somebody to get under LeBron's skin and frustrate him. But let's focus on AD right now. Now, a question's been stirring for quite some time. AD may be the best player that LeBron's ever had on his squad. Now, I'm not just saying that just to say it. Let's see. He's had Shaq, who was way out of his fucking prime, in uh, Cleveland, I believe. He goes over to Miami, and then he has Wade and Bosh. And sure, they were great players. They got shit done. They got the hardware. That's an accomplishment. But they weren't two-way. They didn't do everything on both sides of the floor. LeBron handled that, as he always did. He gets the credit he deserves. They, they call him a GOAT, so I'm not going to say that he's underrated because LeBron's going to be LeBron, and he does what he needs to do. Now, AD plays both sides of the floor. Great fucking defensive player. Gets rebounds. Fucking scores. He's in the paint. He gets good fouls. Not only that, but this guy can shoot threes. Now, the evolution of the game has changed. Usually, the big man stayed in the paint, but I'm telling you right now, at uh, 6'11", a 7-footer, and you can drill a fucking three like Dirk Nowitzki, uh, rainbow shots, then go for it, especially uncontested. Now, my question is, what adjustments are going to be made for him to be able to cover him? Now, I'm going to have to seriously break down and watch this. I mean, I wonder if Paul Pierce is fucking salty because LeBron got Ray Allen another fucking ring and is on his way to get Rondo a ring. Speaking of fucking Rondo... Uh, his brother's a barber in the barbershop. Did he fucking tell his brother that? Because, Rajon, uh, your shit's pushed back like Franklin, my nigga. You look like a fucking turtle, and everybody knows it. Now, uh, he, you're a floor leader. I'll give you that. You're not really a scorer. You'll have 25 assists and two rebounds, but uh, you might put up five. But that's okay, because that's what you're on the floor for. You know what I mean? You fucking spread that shit. Now, Dwight Howard, uh, I... He doesn't deserve a ring. I really don't feel like he did much. Sure, you put in the work, my nigga. You went to fucking practice and shit, and you fucking goofed around, and you made some corny-ass jokes about being Batman the fucking Joker, which 
didn't happen because Jokic was you had one game you gave him some fits in the series and the rest of them he pretty much fucking owned you but for the most part mm, you add nothing to LA if you were there or if you weren't except for height and that's basically all they need now seriously I don't need a center to go off but it's kind of impressive when they do especially when you can have a four play at a fucking five spot but that's just me I don't know I'm talking my shit now, is it just me, or are you not going to be impressed when the Lakers, because I'm going to say this now, the Lakers are winning the fucking championship, when? Is it because they're in a bubble? Maybe if it was, like, broadcasted on TV, and there wasn't a fucking COVID outbreak, and it was June, and we watched it, it would be more exciting, but just something sucks the energy out of the excitement here. I don't know if it's the big-ass YouTube TV fucking ad in the middle of the fucking court. I don't know if it just doesn't, it seems uh, synthetic. Like, it's not a true fucking finals. Like, there should be an asterisk next to it. And that's not to discredit LeBron, but seriously, I don't know. I just, the way the format went, and then the fact that they're about to fucking go right back into it right after the final ends, it's just, it's a lot. Like, uh, I'm all for sports. I'll sit there and fucking watch the game all day. You, you don't have to fucking twist my arm. But it just seems like it's not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Like authentic maybe is the word I'm looking for. It just, it doesn't feel natural. I don't know, but I'm sure because LeBron isn't only the fucking face of the NBA, but he fucking pulls the strings behind closed doors. He had a meeting and he told those motherfuckers straight up, yo, I don't care what the fuck you have to say. I'm fucking playing. Like, I'm getting in here because we know the window's small. He's going to run into a wall. Maybe he has three or four more good years in him, and then he's done. It'd be awesome to see him play with his son, Ronnie. I'm still trying to figure out if J.R. Smith is the one who passed him the fucking weed. Now, let's get on that topic. Why is it that it's such a big issue that LeBron's son smokes weed? Why? Why? Why does LeBron's son need to be a role model? Do we not experience that shit? What's wrong with it? It's being legalized everywhere and it shouldn't be villainized. I don't understand. But if he had a glass of wine with his dad during Taco Tuesday night, nobody would bat an eye. He had a fucking spliff and you guys have an issue with that shit? Nah, I'm 420 friendly. I'll get fucking high as shit and watch the fucking game. I'm talking so high, I can't move my fucking arms in the bed, right? So I got to pee and I'm just going to wait until I wake up in the morning and it wears off. Song in the bed with my fucking wife. Now, I don't know how you guys get down, and I don't know what your twist is, but that's mine personally, and I enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that, Bronny. Don't even get your head down. So he might lose endorsements for that in the future, but as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be all right. How awesome would it be if LeBron holds out just a little bit longer and his son can play in the NBA with him? Has that happened? Can someone fact check me? Has any NBA superstar played with their son? That would be exciting to watch. Even if they're playing against each other, if they were on the same team and he threw in a Manali hoop, that sports center would fucking fluff a stat up real quick, boy. They'd be like, first time ever in NBA history, it was raining outside and it was two o'clock in the morning and LeBron threw an alley oop to his son. No one's ever done it on a Thursday night before. And that's the type of shit. That's like fucking lifetime for fucking men, man. If you want fucking true a breakdown of fucking sports analytics, if you want to get to the fucking nitty gritty and you really want to fucking delve in to what we see, what we view, listen to my fucking podcast. I promise I'm not going to forget some small things, some big things like, uh, what's his name? 
Jay Crowder fucking uh, suplexing LeBron on the fucking court. You thought I was going to forget about that? Look, I didn't see it. I watched full highlights of what was important in that game, and it's crazy they didn't call that foul. Just like Jamal Murray with the foul they didn't call, that could have cost him that fucking game. But that's all in hindsight, and you know what they say about that? It's 2020, right? Also, there's something that I want to talk about. It is the hunt for October. Still, somehow, some way, it's the uh, <laughs> playoffs right now in baseball. And guess who's there? The Marlins. And the Marlins, my brother-in-law has informed me, because I haven't been keeping up, that every time that they go into a playoff series, they've never lost. So they've won the fucking World Series both fucking times. So... That scares me a little bit because it seems like they have the uh, luck of the fish on their fucking side. But I'm not worried because I feel like my Yankees will pull it off. Shout out to them getting that fucking win and advancing to the next fucking round. Uh, I'm very impressed by the roster, even though we've had some injuries. It's nice that uh, Stanton wants to stay because he definitely robbed us blind for $327 million to fucking take up space on the fucking bench. And uh, Aaron Judge can't seem to stay fucking healthy. But that's my squad, and I love him the fucking death. Speaking of which, there's a club. Uh, I believe it's called a Hat Club on Facebook. And I bought a hat from them. It's like special edition. You can only get it from them. Uh, it's the Snow Cone series. So underneath on the fucking lid, it's like a bubblegum pink or a cotton candy blue. And I ordered it because, you know, it's an exclusive. And it was a World Series stitch. And uh, it's not going to be here until November. Now, I'm not saying I'm good luck. I'm not. I'm a little bit superstitious. But how crazy would that be if they win the fucking World Series and then I get that fucking hat? It's meant to be, right? It's meant to be. I willed them to win the championship. They can thank me later, right? I, I-, I want to get um, LeMahieu on my fucking podcast and he can tell me that I'm the reason. Because anything that I do in my personal life affects how my favorite players play on the field, Right? <laughs> that's how that fucking works, right? Yeah, I'm pretty fucking tired. Uh, the Red Bull is giving me energy to try to do this podcast while I still have some time before I took it down. So what I want to say to you guys is I really appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the messages. I love that you guys are fucking listening to me. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you sharing my fucking page. I read all the fucking comments and I just want to make things fun. Now, I really enjoy working with other people. I want to do podcasts with everyone. I just found out that there's a Panthers podcast that I would like to collab with. Now, my schedule is a little bit crazy, but hopefully I can get with them. Now, if there's anything that I can break down, it's a Panthers game and what I see, especially defensively from the seven. So hopefully they get back to me. I sent them a message. I said that I wanted to get with them on the game because we're going to be playing Arizona this weekend. And of course, you know, I'm going to be tuned in. Now, Hopkins made a comment about how he doesn't like going to South Carolina because he thinks about the plantation and he would like to own the field. So to me, that means he's a little bit jaded and he feels some type of way whenever he comes here, which lets me know with our non-existent secondary that he's going to scorch that field. And I think he's going to put up three touchdowns. So if I were you and I had him in fantasy, I would start that motherfucker because he's going to have at least 25 points. Now, like I said before, the Cardinals are fucking impressive. Not over the top, but they're kind of flying over under the radar a little bit. And of course, everybody wants to see Larry Legend get a ring because we know time is always up for that man. 
Like, he's amazing. Do you remember uh, week one or two, maybe it was, how he was coaching on the field? How they were down and he uh, got everybody in formation to snap the ball to stop the clock? Now, that is a true, true veteran move. I don't think a rookie would have done that. Nobody would have had that mindset. No calls from the sideline. He knew exactly what to do. And I'm not sure if they won that game. I'm going to have to check that. But come on, man. How can you not like that guy? Especially the stat line that gets shared a million fucking times. That he has more tackles than he has drops. Not in a season. His entire career. You know what that means? That man catches everything. And a class act off of the field. So my hat off to you. I have all the respect in the world. Uh, Let's give it up for Larry Fitzgerald, guys. Um, and with that being said, uh, I don't know, uh, Cardinals are going to blow us the fuck out and the Panthers are going to lose and I'm waiting for it, but it's okay because it's tanking season. (laughs) But what do I know? I'm Howie Snickers. This is the Dirty Mouth Podcast and I'm just here to talk my shit.